Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church, and I am joined by my wife, Julie, this morning. Hey, guys. It's so good to be here. Let me tell you, we are recording on a very rainy day. It's pouring outside. I drove into church, and there was almost like flash flooding. Praise God I made it here safely. It is just pouring. It's a perfect day to have some soup at home and watch a movie. Yeah, definitely one of those days that you want to just sleep in. Besides the flooding happening, we had quite the weekend. We did. Your birthday yes, was I'm on Saturday. Yes, I'm now. There it is. Get oh, older. you just went ahead and told everybody. Yes, I'm not ashamed. You're younger just than wait you till, look. If I get to the late 30s, I might change. <laughs> yeah, great birthday. We visited Asheville, had a nice stay at the Pisgah Inn. Which, uh, there's a story there, maybe for another time. Yes, it, it ended up going at the Didn't the start end. great, didn't start but great. but ended well, yes. absolutely. Yes, and we had a good time together. At our church, we just hired a new assistant pastor. Yes, welcome Lee, shout out to you. Lee Hopefully Dittimore. if you're listening. Yep, he might be editing this podcast one day soon. <laughs> yes, thank you. But you we can take all our ums and inappropriate jokes out. Thank you, Julie, for that beautiful segue into the topic for today. We're actually talking about communication, a word fitly spoken. And there's a lot we could say here. This could be a whole season, honestly, of just talking about our words and communication. And um, we just had a ladies event. Saturday bagels and I know you ladies know our real name for that day <laughs> but we had an event and I had the opportunity of just sharing a few things that the Lord put on my heart and the topic was the tongue and so a lot of this kind of comes from what I studied and mm-hmm. um, what David and I talked through about what we wanted to talk about today and I'm excited it's a huge thing and deal that we as Christians it can differentiate us from the world our words yeah our communication Yeah, absolutely. And no matter how long you've been married, no matter how close you are in your walk with God, there are very practical things that we're going to be hitting in this overview that have been helpful for us. Here we are preaching about it, and we have an opportunity every day to practice what we preach. So we're not, it's almost like, wow, we needed this one for ourselves. (laughs) So yeah, that birthday trip, which turned out great in the end. Yes. Yes. And we're going to look at Ephesians 4.29 today. And really just break that verse down and go step by step through that verse. Julie, would you mind opening up by reading Ephesians 4.29? Yes. I have this memorized in the King James. So (laughs) I have to read this because I'm going to read it from the ESV. But let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as good for building up, also edifying, as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. There you go. So we're really going to go step by step through all four of these pieces. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. Only that which is good for building up, number two. And number three, as fits the occasion. And then fourthly, give grace to those who hear. I think those are four really practical applications for how we communicate. All right. So let's dive in here. First one, David. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. Ooh. Yeah. There's no like only in this scenario can you do it or whatever. It just says no. Let nothing. I know this passage really came to life for me back when college actually. I still remember this. I had a teacher. It was in a youth ministries class and so he's teaching to all these 
prospective youth pastors. That's what we were going for. And he was just hammering this verse. And he's like, I'm challenging all of you to have nothing come out of your mouth from now until the next time we meet, which is like going to be in two days and see how long you can go before you say something (laughs) that negatively impacts another person or it's a complaint or it's grumbling, anything. The bell rings, we get our stuff, we're walking out the door and one guy is shuffling around. He can't get his backpack together and the guy who was in front of me, I was sitting next to him. He, he was like a couple doors down from me in the same dorm. He looks at the other guy who's just struggling <laughs> with his backpack. He's like, come on, man. What is your yeah. problem? <laughs> and it was like 10 seconds after the bell rang. I was like, oh, Eric, you're done. <laughs> and maybe I had, no, not really. But it was eye-opening to like me. It was challenge. like, yeah, it's like, wow, this is not as easy as we think because there's a lot of things we can say. But the whole point is corrupting talk is something that just wears down the other person. It doesn't build them up. It's not positive. So it's not just a matter of, I always got to be right. I got to correct everyone. You know, like you can even do that in a way that's just not productive for the other person. I'm reminded of James 119. Be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Yep. Ooh, we got that one in our kitchen, don't we? It is in our kitchen, and we reference it often with the kids. But we need it for ourselves. It's easy to talk without even thinking, and we have two ears and one mouth. Our go-to should be to listen and have a filter for what comes out. Yeah, and I would say this is really a great check on whether or not to say something. If you're Before you speak, when you're slow to speak, one of the things that you're thinking in your head is, all right, I want to say this in a way that does not tear this person down. And if you can't figure out a way to say it in a way that doesn't tear them down, don't say it. Right. Yeah. That's another thing we talk to our kids about. Yeah. And And then us too. It's a mark of maturity to be able to have that restraint to realize, you know what, in this moment, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. And maybe there's another time when I prayed through what I need to say the right way. So true. All right, next part of this verse is only such as is good for building up. These go hand in hand. The Bible never tells us what not to do without telling us an alternative. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, different versions say different things, but the word edifying really means to build up. Mm -hmm. And you can think of it this way. I don't know if you have ever played the game of Jenga, but if you haven't, it's just little blocks that are about three inches long by about a half an inch or inch by three inches and you're describing the dimensions of the jenga blocks for the listeners this is such if someone hasn't played the game you need to know how yeah yeah you're right you have probably 30 or 40 of these would you say Uh that you stack and then you have to pull them out and then if you have a great visual of this right now this is great pull one out when it's all janky (laughs) it's going to fall and crash. Our kids love to play it. It's really fun. It's something even Monroe can do. So when we have game night, it's a favorite in our house. It's actually pretty remarkable how good Monroe and Paxton are. I can't talk. Monroe is actually very good at this game. But when I hear the word edifying, which literally means to build up, I think of this game Mm -hmm. because you're stacking blocks on top of each other, just like our words can do that. We can build up somebody by our words, by complimenting, by the way we ask our questions. But unfortunately, a lot of times that corrupt talk comes in Mm -hmm. and we 
tear down, which is like when the Jenga blocks fall. You know what? This is good, Julie. This is actually gold illustration right here because you just got me thinking. I did this actually at the ladies event. Someone gave us a bigger version of Jenga for the yard. And so I used those blocks. Thank you, God. Getting uh, rid of one man's trash is another man's yes, treasure. Yes, our kids love to play with Now them. those Jenga blocks fill up our garage all the time. So I used this illustration for the ladies. And as I was talking about our corrupt words bringing someone down I knocked off a block and I hit it really hard and I about hit the ladies in the front row I felt really (laughs) bad so if anyone got injured I'm very sorry wow every time I try to do an object lesson I always end up almost injuring someone too that happened one time when I shattered a mirror with a sledgehammer oh I remember that it It didn't go it was a fail (laughs) it didn't shatter slowly it just all no but the other part I was thinking about Julie is when the Jenga tower crumbles and crashes and burns it's almost always at least in our family with our little kids when somebody comes in there and is really clumsy and they're not careful and they're not thinking and they just like bull in a china shop like rush in there and pull out a piece are you talking about beckham (laughs) (laughs) that's when it crashes and that's the same way with our communication if we're not thinking about it if we're careless and we're just clumsy Mm -hmm. with our words and we're not like measuring it and here's the appropriate time yeah your communication is going to tear down so that is a that is an illustration with more than one meaning i love it so we have an opportunity to build up like who in your life can you build up today is it your spouse? Is it your coworkers? Is it your kids? Mm-hmm. The lady at the grocery store? There's so many people that God puts in in our way every day, and we have an opportunity to build up. And our tongue is like a light for Jesus. Some sometimes those people we come in contact with, they don't, they may not know you're a Christian until you open your mouth, and you yeah. can be such a light. And I really, I love it when I can tell that someone is a believer like uh-huh. just it happens at the coffee shops like just out and about like you're interacting with the person and in some baristas you can just tell they have no joy they have no they're Rough. just dead and it's sad and gloomy and then you come across a person who actually brightens your day with their words and then you come to find out later on oh this person's a christian and that's just like such a great thing to see but let's give some examples about this let's just throw a few examples out yeah. so instead of saying why do you always do that? Which comes across super harsh. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about what impacts? Mm -hmm. Have you thought about how this impacts? Fill in the blank. Yeah, exactly. Here's another one I thought of. What were you thinking? I would never do that. I've said that before. Which is really prideful. Right. And you're trying to puff yourself up. Right. Instead of saying that, hold your tongue, take a deep breath, because they probably did something irritating. And just say something along the lines of, hey, please slow down. Let's talk through this. That comes across way differently than, what were you thinking? I think a really good way to think of this is questions will prick the conscience. Accusations harden the heart, Mm -hmm. almost always. So when we're trying to edify and build up, this is just an easy tool that if we are prepared, if we have this discipline in our life of being a good question asker, We're going to be able to really help build people up. But unfortunately, we easily make accusations to people. You did this. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying that, which maybe they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Even something along the lines of, let's say something happens. It's life. And you you wish it didn't happen that way. Mm -hmm. You could send a text that just says, hey, would you please 
stop doing that or fill in the, like some, something where you can just command them. Like maybe you throw a please in there, but you just command them but to. Ju- but, but this is a little side note. Texting, yeah. you can't read tone. Yeah. So you have to be even extra careful yep. in our communication. Yep. With For sure. Just a little side note. But in this imaginary scenario, which is a daily application because this happens all the time, you could just tell somebody like, hey, would you please do this? Or you could actually suggest in a totally different tone by the way you communicate this. Hey, I noticed fill in the blank happened. Would you mind changing it for this and give them an alternative? You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's just a way of, of, it's a very slight nuanced difference, but it completely changes the direction of the conversation. And so when you ask a question, you're putting the conclusion on that other person to figure out because they are answering it in their mind and in their heart. Mm-hmm. Whereas an accusation always put up a defense, put up walls, which ultimately is probably going to tear down and it's not going to edify. So let me ask you, are you a good question asker? Is that even on your radar to, I should probably turn my accusation statements Mm -hmm. and commandments Mm -hmm. (laughs) into questions. Julie, you were saying something the other day too about It's not always even just asking why. A lot of times starting with the question of asking why is great, but it can even go deeper than that. It can be startling sometimes why questions. Those are tricky. Like you can ask it in the right tone, in the right way for sure, but sometimes if you're not careful, that can also be offensive too. Like why are you doing that? So what's an alternative? Yeah, I think a good alternative is, hey, could you tell me your thought process when you Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z? Yep. One other thing, too, I think to be aware of in our communication is absolute statements like never and always. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to throw blanket statements out there that are like, you never, you always, when most of the time it's not true. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. That is always a sign that you're in too deep and you need to reassess and adjust the way you're communicating. So here we go into the third part, as fits the occasion. And I think this is so underlooked. We naturally know this, but we don't always actively think about it. Which if we were actively thinking about, is this the right time and place to say this? So much of our communication would be way more uplifting and we'd be eliminating almost all of the negative teardown kind of conversations. I think of this in terms of how we dress. So for example, what I wear to the pool is not what I'm going to wear to church. It's just, it's not appropriate. Mm -hmm. What I wear to a wedding is not what I'm going to wear at home every Mm -hmm. day when I'm cleaning the house. It's just not appropriate. And the same is true of our words. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about this a while back too, going through Proverbs 25, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. So the questions that we have to be asking ourselves before we communicate are, is it true? Is it helpful? And is it the right time and place? The right time and place. And I think ultimately, before you ask those questions, you have to ask yourself, have I prayed about what I'm about to say? Because I think if we actually pray, and I've been in this moment before where I have prayed, and the Holy Spirit will guide you through what to say. Mm -hmm. And then you will be able to answer, is it helpful? Is it true? Is this Mm -hmm. the right time? Mm -hmm. And 
we do this we do this quite often where we literally talk out the conversation before we have the conversation i have to do that all the time with my job and you a lot of times are helpful with that too hey before you make this phone call let's talk about what we're going to say and a lot of times when we just rehearse that ahead of time it sharpens what we want to say of course you can't always do that sometimes you're just in the moment and you have a conversation and i would be bold to even say when you ask yourself is it the right time and tone if the Mm -hmm. answer is no don't talk Mm -hmm. you can't regret what you don't say Mm -hmm. yeah so don't talk and pray about it more and maybe there is a better time and Mm -hmm. maybe you if depending on the scenario if you're really angry and worked up that gives you time to calm down you're probably not going to say things that you shouldn't yeah pretty good rule of thumb to know where you're at on this is if you have no one that you feel like you need to say something to if there's like literally no one out there because you've already said everything you wanted to say in the moment you're probably not practicing this one very well but there's three or four people right now just off the top of my head i know i want to have a conversation with them about something but I'm literally waiting for the right time because I know if I came in there right now, it wouldn't be received very Mm -hmm. well. So just assess yourself. Do you have some conversations where you're praying through them? You're asking the Lord to open up a good opportunity to bring that up. Maybe it's not even going to be you. Maybe you're talking to the Lord about, Hey, I see some, an issue here, but I don't know if I'm the right person to say it. And, And you're praying for someone, the right person to step in and say it. Or do you just literally have no one like that and you're just going for it every time you see the opportunity? <laughs> you're opening your mouth and you're just diving in. Word vomit. Ugh. Yeah. Chances we are you're, you're, ter- you're having some tear down conversations if that's the yes. case. All right, David, let's hit the fourth one. Give grace to those who hear. Yeah. yeah. I love how he ends on such a high note here. We get to give grace because God's given us grace. Yeah. It's a really cool thought. Because that's the next few verses. It's total gospel saturation with where this is headed. Like we can forgive because God forgave us in Jesus Christ. Be kind to one another, which is another aspect of our communication, but goes back again to what Jesus has done for us. We can't show grace to people with our words if we're not already consumed with the fact that God has shown us so much grace. Absolutely. I think too, if we're, we are, if our words are seasoned with salt, think about the food that you eat. If it's not seasoned with salt, like meat and stuff, a lot of times it's not as good. It just mm-hmm. isn't. But words that are seasoned with salt, that's ministering grace. To people. Not salty words, <laughs> but, <Yeah>. but <laughs> seasoned with salt. just, just the right pinch, just the right amount. If we are already prepared to have a soft answer when those hot moments come up Mm -hmm. man that's also ministering grace Mm -hmm. yeah and a lot of times when there's conflict when people are irritated at one another when people are just rubbed the wrong way our natural instinct is just to look at how bad they are and get upset at that without realizing I've basically done a very similar thing in my life Mm -hmm. somewhere along the way. So even in the church, our church is three years old. We've had these kind of situations come up numerous times where people who love Jesus, they're on the same mission for each other. They have a little conflict Mm -hmm. and you have to then extend grace to the other person and realize 
you know what, they're not the only person in the world who's ever felt that way or made a mistake and said something like that. Chances are we've all been there in one way, shape, or form and said some things that we didn't want to say that we're ashamed of saying. Mm -hmm. It's under the blood. And we move forward. We extend grace with our words because God gave us grace. And it all goes back to looking what Jesus Christ did for us. Absolutely. So ask yourself today, how is my communication doing? Am I a good question asker? Am I building up? Mm-hmm. Are you stacking the Jenga tower nice and tall? Or are you clumsily coming in like a bull in a china shop? Yeah, are you ministering grace with your words? Do your coworkers know you're Christian because of the grace words that you use? Mm-hmm. Do they know that you're a Christian by not even saying you're Christian just because the rest of your speech is actually building up and it's positive? Because that's when you're really going to have a platform to share the truth about Jesus who's made yeah. you different. I think too, with all this, the people that get the brunt of our corrupt communication are the people that are closest to us, the people that we live. Mm-hmm. So how are you doing with the people that are the closest to you, your spouse or your kids or your parents, whatever your situation is? Absolutely. So that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks, Julie. That was a great conversation. It was so good. Monroe, would you like to say you are loved? Thanks, Monroe. Please like and share if this was helpful for you. We'll see you again next week.